Here we go. Hurts has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. What a spot. Why, do, why is that the word that we use, by the way? Talking about what an interview. What a segment. What a spot. What a segment. Pete Frisco. What a life. Yeah, what a, yeah. What, a, what, a, what a spot with our pal Pete Frisco month. in the last segment. Uh, Pete giving us tons of good stuff on week number one in the National Football League, including his thoughts on the Chiefs and the Lions and the season opener. Kansas City, of course, the reigning defending Super Bowl champion, as you heard this past February. Kevin Burkhardt on the call beating the Eagles in Super Bowl 57. Likely to be without, in our opinions at least, we'll see like when the news is officially announced. Travis Kelsey, star tight end, Hall of Fame tight end, hyperextended knee, earlier today at practice. Our pal Brian Baldinger will return to You Better You Bet in moments to break it all down. Week number one in the NFL. We just want to remind our audience, uh, we don't have that much else to do on the show other than P-squared, B-squared, which picks back up in 20 minutes' time in Atlanta with the Falcons and the Panthers. We will hit the rest of the board every game on Sunday and the Jets and the Bills as well on Monday Night Football. P-squared, B-squared picks back up 20 minutes from now. But joining us right now, and when you hear the dulcet tones of this next guest, you know one thing and one thing only. It's football season. And that's Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger. Baldy, the host of the Odyssey original podcast, In the Huddle, with our pals Jason Lockenfor and Carl Dukes. Put him up! Covering the entire National Football League. Baldy on Twitter, of course, at Baldy NFL. Joining us for the fourth consecutive season here on You Better You Bet. You absolutely have to love it. Baldy, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. Happy football season to you and yours. And to you too as well, Nick. Ken, good to be with you. It's been a while, but it's good to be on the phone here, as we will uh, every week this season, uh, in looking ahead to you know, the games, but I mean, the anticipation for this opening of the season is, I probably say it every year, Nick, but it's probably as big as I can ever remember right now, especially with the games that we're probably going to end up talking about right now. And Baldy, we were going to have interesting stuff to talk about, obviously, you know, no matter what happened today, the opening game was going to be interesting, ton of interesting stuff for week one NFL Sunday. But this Travis Kelsey story obviously kind of takes top priority, especially for betters trying to figure out, is Kelsey going to play in the game? What should the point spread be? Like, is Kansas City really in big trouble if he and Chris Jones missed the game? So why don't we start there? If Travis Kelsey doesn't play... I was like, how big of a deal is that, especially against the Lions and kind of what you expect to how the, the game to play out? What do you think Kansas City is going to do on offense if it's no Kelsey? Well, I mean, they're not going to be the same offense without Travis Kelsey. But we said the same thing last year when they lost Tyreek Hill at this time, that they'll never be the same. And they went out and scored 42 points in the opener against Arizona. And there was never a fall off. They finished the season number one offense football. But Kelsey's different. He's the go-to guy on third down. He's the guy in the red zone that they go to. When Patrick Mahomes gets outside the pocket, wants to extend plays, the guy that he looks for more than anybody else is Travis Kelsey. There's, they have such a unique chemistry that they physically, they literally can't describe what it is that they do and how they do it. I've listened to them talk about it over and over. I think it would be a tremendous loss. And, and then you go, okay, how long is the loss for? Like, when is he ready? And is it one of those things that could linger? Because he, he is a true difference maker in that offense. 
Baldy, if in fact Travis Kelsey does not play on Thursday night, from your film study, from everyone in the league that you talk to, your own opinions that are formed, what player do you think is most likely to step up the most in the absence of the great Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs offense? Yeah, I probably would say Jet McKinnon at this point. Because, you know, I think they'll they'll lean more on the short passing game. And Jet McKinnon is just a great receiver out of the backfield. He's a dynamic player. Um, whether he starts with Isaiah Pacheco or he comes off the bench, I, he, I just think he'll get a lot of targets. Uh, probably some of the targets that would normally go to Kelsey. They'll, they'll spread Detroit out, try to get him matched up against a rookie linebacker and Jack Campbell or, or other guys, Malcolm Rodriguez, who's ever, or Alex Anzalone, get him matched up with linebackers. And Mahomes will take those matchups, I would think, most of the time. I, I feel like a guy like Jet McKinnon could really pick things up with the loss of Kelsey. Baldy, in terms of a game prediction, obviously a lot we don't know. We we think Kelsey's probably less likely to play than to play. We we think Chris Jones probably isn't going to play. Uh, point spread in the game, Chiefs five, five and a half. Very high total in the game, as you'd imagine. Mahomes and the Lions offense, the total's 53 and a half. Your best guess right now for what we see Thursday night. Final score, who wins, who covers? Mahomes is just so good. Even or minus Chris Jones and minus Travis Kelsey, I would still take the Chiefs uh, to cover simply because no Andy Reid, I've known him since 1999. Nobody gets their teams prepared week one better than Andy Reid. His record kind of says that. But they, they don't go on the field on opening day ever, Philadelphia or Kansas City, wondering what they're going to look like. They know how they're going to execute and how they're going to look. I think Detroit is kind of wondering what they're going to look like, especially defensively, because they got a lot of new components. Not many of them played in the preseason. They're kind of waiting for Thursday night. I know Kansas City played the preseason, and I feel like they got their kinks out. I I think they hit the field running, and even minus two great players, probably their second, third best players on the team, if that's the case, I'd still take the Chiefs. You better, you better hear with Nick and Canada. It's a terrific football Tuesday. We are back talking the National Football League with Odyssey Sports NFL Insider, the great Brian Baldinger on Twitter, of course, at Baldy NFL. Now, Baldy mentioned in his last answer, he's known Andy Reid since the late 90s. That's because Baldy is as plugged in as it gets with the team that Andy Reid originally was the head coach for. That, of course, is the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles lose both, both coordinators following the loss to Kansas City in the Super Bowl. And now in week one, they travel to New England to take on the Patriots with the new offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. Brian and Baldy point spread in this game sitting with Philly as a four-point road favorite total of 45 one of the most fascinating games on the board what do you think we're going to see who do you like on Sunday in Foxborough with the Eagles and the Patriots on Tom Brady appreciation day I like the Eagles I mean Tom Brady shows up but it doesn't make them play any better or any more dynamic I like the Eagles in the game but I do think New England's defense is very good and I do think that they will have a good game plan to throttle Jalen Hurts, um, and they have a lot of different ways to do that. And I think that's where this game is really going to turn. Can Jalen Hurts get the deep passing game going that really fueled this offense last year when, you know, both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both had incredible seasons, and a lot of it was just a deep passing game of Jalen. And, and, and then the combination of him pulling the ball down, whether he's scrambling or whether it's design runs. It's a it, – but on the flip side, like, I really question, even with Billy O'Brien in his offense coordinator, like, their offense just doesn't – it just looks stagnant. It looks old. It looks slow. Um, 
Like, they just don't look like a dynamic offense, especially when you compare them to other offenses in the AFC East. And I think the Eagles defense, even though they have a lot of uh, question marks, new defense coordinator, new linebackers, new safeties, uh, many new defensive linemen, I still believe that Philly's defense is good enough right now, even though I think they're going to get a lot better as the season goes on. I think they're good enough right now to really kind of keep a lid on whatever New England tries to do offensively. But I think that the point spread interests me. 45 is very low in the NFL. But I feel like that they got that right. I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game. But I think Philadelphia finds a way in the fourth quarter to pull it out. So Eagles by about four total in the game, 45. Baldy Tanya, maybe a low-scoring game. Maybe the market has it right, but maybe not rushing to bet that over, which maybe maybe people are going to do because it's like the – the, the giant game at 425 Eastern time. Uh, Baldy, another game at 425 Eastern. A lot of kind of differing opinions, I think, depending on who you talk to about what we we're supposed to expect from the Packers and the Bears this year. This point spread has also kind of been all over the place. Viewed as basically a coin flip. Uh, Justin Fields is a really popular MVP bet. A lot of people think maybe he can take a leap forward this year. Meanwhile, the Packers, obviously Jordan Love replacing Aaron Rodgers. What does that mean for the Packers' success this year? Both teams with low win totals, about seven and a half, so not much expected. But I think people view, depending on who they like, one of these teams as an upside team, a high upside team this year. Do you have that vibe with one of them over the other? And who do you think wins on Sunday with Green Bay and Chicago? Well, I think I think Green Bay is just a better organization at this point. I think Chicago is still in the building phase. I think defensively they have some real question marks about how they're going to affect the quarterback and how they're going to get to the quarterback. And I think they're largely going to be a zone team, which really favors Jordan Love right now because I think he's a very accurate passer. I think he sees the field really well. Um, I think Jordan Love is going to play a lot better than what I hear people say he's going to be. Even though the, the weapons are limited and young, I still like the way he played in the preseason. And I think defensively, I thought Green Bay really underachieved last year. But Rashawn Gary is going to be back. They've got talent everywhere. Number one draft picks lined up all over the place. Like, I feel like Green Bay's defense is in a position to be a, a pretty good side of the ball that you can lean on. You couldn't say that last year about him, maybe because the offense was just stuck in the mud for most of the year. But I feel like Green Bay's defense is going to be the difference to this game. And I know Justin Fields is dynamic, and I like Justin. And I think he's going to continue to improve. I just don't think they're in Green Bay's territory. And I know Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore, but they've got an established program in Green Bay and an expectation to win. I think Green Bay gets off on, the road, on a good start on Sunday. Uh, our listeners and viewers know that this has been the official show for the 2023 Green Bay Packers all offseason. Ken Barkley and I love to hear your analysis of this game with the Packers <laughs> and the Bears coming up on Sunday in Soldier Field. Baldy, I want to ask you about the Bengals and the Browns. And let's assume for this for this question and answer, and I think it's right, right, that Joe Burrow is going to start for Cincinnati coming up on Sunday. For me, like the handicap of this game rests entirely on, do you think Deshaun Watson is going to be the top five option that we saw when he was in Houston? Or is it going to be like, like the bottom half of the league option, in my opinion, at least, that we saw? last year with the Cleveland Browns. Cincy, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at Cleveland, and I know the Browns have had success against Burrow. Uh, total 47-and-a-half. Browns and Bengals Sunday in Cleveland. What do you like? Oh, I like Cincinnati in this game. Cincinnati's just, they're rock solid. Uh, defensively, they're very, very good. They got an excellent defensive coordinator. I know Cleveland changed to Jim Schwartz, who's won a Super Bowl with the Eagles as a defensive coordinator. Um, 
But I like Cincinnati a lot. And, you know, Joe Burrow, I know he hasn't played. He's going to play. But, you know, Joe Burrow two years ago was coming off an ACL injury, didn't play in the preseason. Last year he had the appendectomy, didn't play in the preseason. Like, this is nothing new for Joe Burrow, to be honest with you. I, I, I feel like this is a guy in the best of Joe Burrow. As good as he is and has been, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. And I think Cleveland is an improved team. I don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to be. I know he's going to be better than any point in the final six games that we watched him last year, which is fine. But I don't believe he's in Joe Burrow's category about just accuracy, reading defenses, stick throws, uh, clutch-type performances. Like I just think Joe Burrow is all of that, and I think we'll see that. Baldy, let's try to knock out a, a couple more games here. We've got about two to three minutes left. Uh, there's a team that betters have been playing to kind of be better than expectation this season, basically all summer, and it's been the Atlanta Falcons. Been betting them in this week one game against Carolina, where they're now a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Might going to get bet more. We'll see what happens with Brian Burns' availability for Carolina. Betters have been betting Atlanta to go over their win total, eight-and-a-half juiced way over basically everywhere. So betters kind of think maybe Atlanta's primed to be a playoff team this year. That's kind of what that tells you. Do you think they get off to a good start in week one? Do you feel that way about the Falcons here in about a minute. I love the Falcons, Ken, and I think they're going to win Sunday. And we haven't, we don't know, we don't have any idea what this offense is going to look like. They haven't given us any indicator of what, how they're going to use Bijan, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. We, I know the offense line is going to be pretty good to very good, which is a good thing for the quarterback, Desmond Ritter. But I think defensively, Atlanta has made a lot of improvements. I think they've got a talented coordinator right now. Um, I like Atlanta in this game. I like Atlanta, period, this year. But I like them to get off on a good start against Carolina. Baldy, let's close with this. About 30 seconds to go here. Broncos and the Raiders Sunday at mile high. Denver just a three-and-a-half-point home favorite now with Jerry Judy looking unlikely to play for Russell Wilson in this passing offense. Total of 44. Uh, We'll assume that Chandler Jones is going to play for the Raiders and they'll figure out whatever the hell happened there today. But with Jones and Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson, who made his preseason debut, I kind of like this Raiders pass rush a little. Denver a three-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Raiders on Sunday in the AFC West. 30 seconds to go. What do you like in that game, Denver and Vegas? Mm, I haven't been in love with anything I've seen from Denver outside. I mean, I know they beat the Rams 41-0 in a meaningless preseason game. Um, Sean Payton is the difference here. I mean, I I think I would lean towards Denver because I think Sean Payton is just that big of a difference. I don't think the quarterback is is ready. I I don't know if we're going to see Russell Wilson the way we once saw him, but I feel like the the coach – has that type of impact. And coaching is still the biggest difference in the NFL. And I think Sean Payton proves that on Sunday. I think the Broncos get off to a good start. I'm not in love with the Raiders right now and what they're doing, especially defensively. Like, I got real question marks. I, I saw a little flash of Tyree Wilson, which is good Ten seconds for to Raider go. fans. But I, I feel like the Broncos get off to a good start. I think Sean Payton, there's a lot of things – to really unveil in this game for all of us to watch. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger joining us here on You Better You Bet. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Baldy, enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week. You got it, Nick. Talk to you guys. Take care, Kim. Coming up next, we get back to P-squared, B-squared in Atlanta with the Falcons and the Panthers. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.